You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Blog Talk Radio.
to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversation. Tonight's intro song was You Say by Lauren DeGaulle, Lauren DeGaulle, and I just wanted to play that song tonight just to encourage everyone out there that is facing some challenges in life and you're struggling with some of the uh, things that you believe about yourself. I want you to understand that when God created you, he created you with purpose. And regardless of how you may feel about yourself right now, I encourage you to listen to the lyrics of that song when you're by yourself, when you're having some of those very thoughts, to understand that although you may be struggling with the thoughts that you have about yourself, he never struggles with the thoughts that he has about you. So again, welcome back to Transformation Radio. I thank each and every one of you for tuning in, and I pray that something is said tonight that will ignite purpose within you. I'm your host, Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide ventilation through coaching, speaking, and consultation. If this is your first time tuning in, you are in for a treat on tonight. I also encourage everyone to go listen to our previous shows by visiting www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash trans, T-R-A-N-S, the number four, Mation Radio. There you're going to find all of our previous broadcasts as well as information about our upcoming broadcast. Now, let's go. Before we get to tonight's guest, I just want to remind everybody, like I always do, everyone that transformation, I just want to remind us all <laughs> that Transformation Radio is a platform for people from all walks of life. Yes, our guests and myself are divergent as are our thoughts, our opinions, and our personal experiences. Now, I'm going to open up the phone lines throughout the show. I ask that all callers keep in mind that it is okay to disagree with our guests and even myself. However, we are to handle disagreements from a place of respect with the understanding that if we take the time to listen from a place of growth, maturity, and unity, we can all learn from each other through our personal journeys of transformation. Listen, the call-in number is 
515-387-1756. Again, 515-387-1756. And if you're out there and you contemplated calling in, I encourage you to make tonight to the night that you call in. If you need prayer, you can call in. If you just want to ask a question, you can call in. If we begin to talk about a subject that hits you hard or hits you personally and you have something you want to share about that subject, feel free to call in, all right? Because this is your show as well. We do this for you, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you because without you, there would be no show, all right? So in April, we had Miss Keisha Brown. She's the author of Girl, Get Your Power Back. Do you want to be healed? Now, when I talk about the book, I take the girl outside of it because this book was written not just for those who are females, but it was written for those who are males or those who, you know, don't identify with a specific gender. I call it get your power back. Do you want to be healed? Because all of us have uh, faced different times in our lives where we have submitted our power to something else, to somebody else, to our past, to uh, the fear of our future, the fear of our present, we've yielded our power to something. And we all need to experience the power of getting our power back and the healing power that some of us need as well. Uh, In the last show, we talked about domestic violence. We talked about mental health. We talked about her book. We talked about a plethora of things. However, due to time constraints, we did not get to finish the conversation. But the great thing about this platform is even if we don't finish the conversation, there's always an opportunity for us to go back to that very conversation. So I am excited tonight to welcome once again to the show the first guest that has been on two times, Miss Keisha Brown. Thank you for having me, Prophet. I'm so yes, we, excited. We thank you. We thank you for joining us once again. We enjoyed our first conversation conversation with you, and I believe that tonight's conversation is going to be even more purposeful. Thank you. I, I I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share my life story, my childhood experiences with all of you. Great, great. Now, here's what we're going to start. We're going to start right with your book, okay? Now, I want to ask you, what is some of the feedback? Because I really want the listening audience to understand how powerful this book is. And anybody that knows me, I'm two things. I'm a teacher and I'm a reader, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher, and I don't subscribe to a lot of teachers. Because if I subscribe to you as a teacher, you got to give me some type of substance. I'm a reader the same way. If I read your book, I'm going to look at the title of your book, and my expectations are going to be based on the title of your book. So the reason why I want her to to share some of the feedback she's getting from the book is because this book is going to help you get your power back. It's going to encourage you to seek healing in areas that sometimes you may have ran from or areas that you know you may have, you know, put in a coma. And you think, oh, I'm over right. it, I'm over it, I'm over it. But as you continue to go throughout life, you realize that you're not quite over it. So what I want you to do, I want you to talk about some of the feedback that you've gotten from some of the people that have read, read your book. Um, well, in the beginning, when I, when I first started the book and launched it, I 
the expectation that I had for the book, um, it was more so for myself, um, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that mm-hmm. the healing process started with me. And um, when we launched the book, and I remember I was in the beauty salon, my hairdresser, um, I was sharing the book about, you know, what the book was about, and a young lady picked up the book and started reading it um, while I was sitting there. And, you know, just by the title and the cover page, it was intriguing. But then as she began to read, she said, I have to have this. Um, And that's when, you know, I was like, okay, all right. Uh, I wasn't prepared to sell the book right then and there, but nevertheless, um, my hairdresser gave her her copy of the book and then proceeded to call me right after that and said, hey, I need 10 more copies of your book um, because the women here are asking for it. So she's been selling this book. I've been picking up money, you know, dropping off books, picking up more money, dropping off books. She has been a blessing. Um, And she's saying that the women are, first they like the book because it speaks right to your situation. Um, Mm -hmm. I got straight to the point. And and then the next thing was it was a short read. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, really long. and, And it was something that you can read in a couple of nights. And I Mm -hmm. I purposely did it that way because I wanted women to, you know, I know we're all busy and I didn't want to take up a lot of time and and lose people. So, you know, a lot of the women said they liked the fact that um, it was a short read, but good one and powerful. And they shared their, some of their own issues and their own hurts and pain in their own childhood, you know, stories and um, mental health issues. So it it, be, it opened up the window for a conversation, and mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. I wanted something that, hey, I can relate to you. You know, um, I, I, I haven't been the only person that experienced this type of abuse. So it, it began the dialogue um for healing to begin. You said something, um, you said so much in it, but one of the things you said, and this is, this is the whole framework of this show. You talked about it opened up conversation. And I feel like sometimes we don't realize how powerful conversation can be. Um, In your own personal life, as it relates to you, how, have you had conversations that were pivotal in your life, like one-on-one conversations or being part of group conversations where it was like something like a fire got lit inside of you and you had one of them Oprah aha moments or something was illuminated to you to realize either there's hope, I got to do what I was created to do, or there is greater to life than this. Right. Um, It's funny that you ask that question because I'm working on the second book mm-hmm. which is I won't name the title because I don't want to yeah. spoil it for people but um, 
as I began to write the second book, I remember a conversation that me and you had. It wasn't, um, well, I guess it was a conversation. It was when you were doing a um, teaching on purpose, mm-hmm. and um, I remember in Trenton, and you were saying, what is your purpose? And, you know, I was sitting there like, oh, yeah, this is easy. I know what my purpose is, you know. And <laughs> I, you know, you know, because I think I know everything. But I answered the question. But then when I thought about it, I said, well, wait a minute. Is it really my purpose or my gift? Mm. And because I have many gifts, but that doesn't mean that's my purpose. So That was good. That could be tricky because, you know, so for me, I really had to humble myself and say, you know what, mm-hmm. I really don't know what my purpose is, to be honest, because one moment I'm, my purpose is to empower women. And then, then mm-hmm. another season, my purpose is to teach or another season, my purpose may be to minister and dance. So for me, that question is multifaceted. Like it's, it depends mm-hmm. on where I, where God has me in my life, like where he wants me and where he's positioning me. So I had to really think about that because I really came to terms of, you know what? I really don't know. And and be okay mm-hmm. with, I need to find, um, a, a, a clearer revelation of what my purpose is. And so um, it's funny that you asked that, that question because I really just thought I knew everything and come to find out I don't. So, <laughs> and, and, you know, you just hit it, though. We all, to some degree, feel like that, especially those of us. I can talk from the framework of me being an analytical person. Um, I have to figure everything out. So in my mind, and I'm a literal person, so when God told me I called you to teach and empower my people, in my mind, I saw myself in a church teaching. Right. Because he said, my people, that's the limitations that I put on my purpose. But as I begin to grow, mature, develop, and find myself getting around uh, uncomfortable environments and strange environments. And I'm at ta- at Starbucks teaching, and I'm at the library teaching, and I'm just having a regular conversation with people through the phone and through the Internet. I realize, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. I've boxed my purpose in. And I think a lot of mm. people are at that stage that you are talking about and. One of the things that I encourage those that are listening to what she just said, you have to be willing to unbox your purpose. You have to stop trying Mm -hmm. to make it make sense and just go with the flow sometimes. And I'm not a go-with-the-flow type guy. You know, I kind of like to be in control to know step A (laughs) through Z. Purpose doesn't work like that, though. Purpose doesn't work like that. So Now, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the unboxing of your purpose, okay? And now let's talk about the challenges connected with it and how even in the midst of the challenges, you, what is it about, what is it in the challenges that keeps you going that you don't quit? 
Um, I would say you posted something else, <laughs> and I believe it was Facebook, and it was right, talking uh, about um, you have to know why you're doing something. You have to know yeah. your why. And yeah. and it's funny because my pastor also said the same thing in church one day. Um, and that really stuck with me because there's times where I don't want to talk to anyone or I don't want to <laughs> uh, empower, yes, as, as you say, um, into or pour in into any everyone because I'm going through my own stuff or mm-hmm. I'm going oh I'm going through my own situation right now. Um mm-hmm. and and God has been sending young women to me um who who clearly see something in me that they can relate to. And for mm-hmm. for a long time I was like, why are these young women calling me and and you know and it was because they can see them inside of me. Like it was it was it was weird and I can also see the little girl in them that used to be me. Mm-hmm. So mm. <laughs> that was powerful. So the yeah. challenge was yeah. um trying to keep going when I don't feel like going. Um mm-hmm. is I have to really think about my past experiences and realize what I went through wasn't to, you know, hurt me per se, but it was more so for me to get to this point where I, where I am at now so that I can help somebody else live through their pain. Um, every struggle, every trial, every tear was for a greater purpose. I couldn't mm-hmm. see it back then or why mm-hmm. I was in the struggle. But now that he has brought me through some things, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to go through many more. But right, right now I'm able to, <laughs> right, <laughs> right now I'm able to um, just clearly say, you know what, just keep going. Because it's not for me, it's for God, number one. And I have to turn that thing around a lot of a lot of days because I could get in my humanness and my flesh can get in the way mm-hmm. and say, Why are you doing this? It does not matter. It has no purpose to it. Nobody's even listening to you. And mm. Those thoughts can really play on you, and you can really feel like what you're doing is not significant, is you know. And and then the enemy will play on that, and then you will start to feed into those lies and and believe it. And then you always have to counteract that with the word. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. speaking to myself, encouraging myself, and saying to myself, "This is not about you." You know, and you know, you know. There's many times where I come to you and vent, and have my tension tantrums, mm-hmm. and and Definitely. but again, get it out, regroup, and let's go. Because and at the end of the day, is not about us. The challenge mm-hmm. for me is to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing and who I'm doing it for. Right. 
and that's why I, I talked. You talked about me talking about the why, and that's one of the things that I, I teach, and that I've had. I only can teach because I had to revisit my why. I talked about this probably a couple of weeks ago. Even recently, I had to revisit my why with a ministry endeavor that I was doing. Why are you so bent on doing it this way, Cliff? Is it because that's the way that the creator gave it to you? Is it going to benefit the souls that are coming? Are you only doing it because it's still connected to a broken part of you that just wants to Mm. show them? And I always explain to people that your why has to be, it has to be greater than you are greater than this realm. You know, I tell people, whatever, whatever God you subscribe to, you know, it has to be connected to a greater purpose than this realm, than, than what we experience right here. Because if not, you always find a greater why to quit than a greater right. why to continue. You know, so, yeah, that, that, that was good. That was good. And you were talking about, and I want you to hit this part, too, because you were talking about how sometimes you feel not significant. And some people... One of the things I found out is that some of our role models and those that we've looked up to sometimes haven't been as transparent in those type of moments, So some, or we didn't pay attention in some of those moments, and we didn't catch right. some of those lessons to understand that you could have just put on the greatest conference, written the greatest book, sold out of your book, done whatever you did, prayed, and God healed, he delivered, he set people free, but you go back to that hotel room, you go back to that car, you go in the back to that office, wherever you go, and it can still hit you hard that what I'm doing is just not significant. How right. do you deal with those moments? You, well, you kind of talked about it, uh, talked about remembering, you know, that it's a greater purpose, but how how did you get to that? And have you always thought about it that way, or is it something you've learned with time that, listen, this purpose is greater than me? Right. Um, I would say I learned in time, and I'm still learning. Okay. Um, okay. I'm still learning because, for me, I always revert back to a conversation I had with my mother as I think I was, like, mm-hmm. at the age of eight. And my mother, I said something to my mother, and she had this look on her face like, who are you? And (laughs) I remember her saying, who are you talking to? I was talking to my mother about a situation that she was in, and I was saying to her, you don't have to deal with what you're dealing with. Mm. And at that point, I didn't realize what I was doing. But God Mm -hmm. always brings me back to that conversation when I get in those moments where I feel like what I'm doing does not matter or Mm. I'm not helping anyone or nobody's going to read my book or nobody's going to come to my play or even if I'm giving a speech at church or whatever, nobody's paying attention to me. Um. Mm -hmm. I always revert back to that conversation and realize God was using me at an early age, at the age of Mm -hmm. eight, you know, speaking life into my mother. And I didn't know that now. I mean, then I know it now, 
And when he revealed mm-hmm. that to me, I was like, wow, I was always this, like, bossy little girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was always this, you know, telling everyone what they need to do and this is how you need to do it. And, you know, I I always had that gift, but I didn't realize what I had and it wasn't cultivated back then. So mm-hmm. it wasn't nurtured um, back then. You know, I always had a creative spirit. Even at the age of 12, I was in my first play. You know, so all of those things that I see from my childhood were seeds. They were just seeds planted. Mm-hmm. And over the years, you know, God just watered the seeds. And right. how he watered the seeds was I had to submit to the mm-hmm. plan. Now, now, see, that, that's a cuss word right there. That's a cuss <laughs> word right there. What, what did you say you had to do? Submit. And I I used to hate you, that no, word. No, 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 because no, nobody... And no quote unquote God is gonna tell me what I need to do. Did you? You said submit. Exactly. Mm-mm. You see how good no, God I'm is, and, and how you know I would never submit. You know, I had a big issue with mm-hmm. being obedient and and mm-hmm. submission and um, following the leader and all of those things. You know, if you said submit, I would run because. I just wasn't submitting to nobody or nothing. And, um, and you know, it's two sides to this story. The reason why I hit that with you, it wasn't just for you either because I find a lot of the gifted, talented, uh, anointed people that I communicate with have an mm-hmm. issue with submission. Now, I can say that there's a side of me that understands it because there have been extremists that has t- have taken uh, submission from a scripture standpoint out of context. Mm-hmm. And um, now sometimes there's a people that have to suffer because of those that took it out of right. context. But one of the things that I do encourage people to do, and I even I put that in my book as well, is that you get a mentor or somebody that, I will say is more solid than you in some of the areas that you need to be made solid in or where you're going. They, they've they been where you're going and they can help you get to where you're going, whether from an emotional level, a spiritual level, a financial level, um, or right. whatever level, you know, is that you understand the art of submission. Um, because I still, I still stand on it that I believe that, God exalts those that know how to humble themselves and not a false sense of humility. Humility does not mean you're just quiet and you just take everything. Because I was passive aggressive and people thought I was submissive and I wasn't. I just would be like, oh, okay. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you might think it's going to go that way, but I still already got my mind made up how I'm going to do that. And that didn't right. benefit me in the long run. So I like that you brought up the submissive side of that because that is a conversation that honestly needs to be held in safe environments because sometimes when, you know, we, we aren't healed, we find ourselves submitting to the wrong people and boundaries are crossed and then we're hurt, we're broken, 
and God brings us to a place to be healed, but now we don't want to be healed because we're rejecting, you know, that that level of the healing process. Right. So I'm glad you talked about about that whole submission thing. And how hard was that for you? It was difficult. Um, I struggled mm-hmm. with it for years. I struggled with mm-hmm. submission. Um, I, I would say at least the last eight years of my life um, mm-hmm. has been <laughs> has been a battle because I wanted to do things my way. I wanted mm-hmm. what I wanted, and I didn't want mm-hmm. to have to listen to anybody, nor did I want to have to listen to a pastor, you know. Um right. It, it was it was very hard for me because I felt like I knew everything. And then when I really <laughs> um, humbled myself, and it, it, it was my spouse who actually helped me um, with submission, I struggled with it. And I was, like, just rebellious um, and <laughs> disobedient. And mm-hmm. I really had to humble myself. And when God humbled me, he sat me down. Mm-hmm. That's how he did it. Mm-hmm. He sat me down because That's I was does it sometimes. in the forefront of mm-hmm. everything. And he put mm-hmm. me in the back. So right. I had no choice but to do nothing. I mean, it was literally like, mm-hmm. God, are you speaking? Are you there? Why am I in this space? Why you know I'm supposed to be up there? Why am I back here? He's like, what? Is it about position? Like, what is mm. this really about? And so and see, when I really the... began to do self inventory, I really found out that I wasn't humble at all. Mm-hmm. It was a false. Now, do you believe? Now, you said it was a false sense of humility. Do you believe that that was an ident- part of an identity crisis in yourself as well, too? Like you felt like you needed to be in the forefront in order to survive and to be who you were. And if you weren't in the forefront, right. perhaps you wouldn't know who you are. Right. Because I believe I had a lot of people in my past tell me you're this and you're that and you're so mm-hmm. anointed mm-hmm. and you're so gifted and mm-hmm. you're so and mm-hmm. and and all of those things fed my ego and mm-hmm. I had a high ego but I had little words. So now that right there that right there will preach. <laughs> I had a high ego no, I, I want you to say that one more time because that that was powerful. I had a high ego and very little word inside mm-hmm. of me. And so I was like, I could do this. I could I don't need them. I could do this on my own. I don't I don't need no pastor to tell me. I don't need no mentor. I don't need nobody. Me and God, we got this. And God really um began to deal with me and my ego and really show me when I really opened the word for myself, I began to realize I don't know as much as I thought I knew. Mm. And he began to show that to me through my studying. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And it it was very hard for me to study the Bible and, and get an understanding of the word. Mm-hmm. And I had to be real with myself, be real where I was spiritually, and so that he can feed me. So he literally broke me, then rebuilt mm-hmm. me back up the way he exactly. wanted Exactly. And then not because exactly. of what people said, that I was and not what Mm -hmm. everybody put on me. It was until I got my own identity in him and it came through his word. In him. Mm -hmm. In him. And it seems like, guys, I know you're listening. It seems like we're all over the place, but everything (laughs) we're talking about is is about purpose. It's talking about connecting Uh, with the transformation in your life. It's all about the process of it all. And I'm excited to hear her talk because I remember, and I don't know if you remember this, Keisha, but I remember when um, we had the ministry in Trent, and uh, you used to come down, and there was some leadership changes. And at the time, uh, everybody had these titles. And when the leadership changes came, the first thing I did was, I I don't want to say I stripped your t- y'all's titles, but right. I wanted you guys to understand the responsibility that was connected to it. Um, and I'm listening to you talk now, and I'm like, God, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. that was hard for me to do for, do to you guys because for so long, like you said, you guys had been – you can get so caught up in ministry that people will hype you. They will almost right. take you to the edge and know that right. you're about to have a hard fall and then sit and mm-hmm. watch you fall and say, well, how do, how did she fall? Right. Absolutely. And one of the things I didn't want to do, and I never want to do with anybody, I don't care. I tell people now, I don't care how gifted, talented, and anointed you are. Mm-hmm. There's still a building process that must take place which is Absolutely. connected to your transformation. And that's what you're talking about tonight. You're talking about where you no longer were a performer. Right. In the sense, because you were oh, you yeah, were I doing it for those who, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We, and we all, yeah, listen, we all learn the game. You know what I'm saying? I it's knew very what church looked like, right. Yes. Absolutely. You learn when to lift your hand. You learn yes. when to say hallelujah. You know when to speak yes. in tongues. You know you know the cliches that go along with yes. it. But yet there's still yes. an emptiness inside of you. Mm-hmm. And until that emptiness is fulfilled inside of you, then honestly you don't know your purpose. No. Nope. And you you realize like, man, I'm doing this and it's just still right. leaving me empty and unfulfilled. Listen, guys. The call-in number is 516-387-1756. Again, 516-387-1756. If you have a question for Keisha, if you want prayer from Keisha, if you want to talk to her about anything, you can call in right now. Listen, this conversation is going great. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving how she's talking about her own personal transformation to even get to the place to be able to write the book and to put the plays on and to do other things, but she's talking about the personal transformation that she went through in life for her to connect with God. 
and to become, and as she's becoming who he's called and created her to be. So call in if you want to call in. If you don't want to call in, at the end of the show, she's going to give you her information. I encourage you, reach out to her, you know, so that you can connect with her and bring her. If you're having a women's event, you want to bring her to that women's event. If you want to purchase her book for a reading, uh, a book club that you're having, purchase the book. If you want to purchase it personally, do whatever you have to do to to get hold of this message that she is carrying. And I can tell you, she's went through it. This ain't something she's throwing out here at you. She's living this very message that she's ministering, all right? So now let's keep going in the conversation because I'm really enjoying this. I really am enjoying this, Keisha. I really am, all right? So here we go. Now, you talked about how, let's go all the way back to the beginning of the conversation, and you were talking about your book and how Mm -hmm. you wrote your book thinking that it was going to be a blessing to you or, like, bring freedom to you. But yet you found right. yourself at the, I think you said the hair salon? Yeah. Or was it the nail salon? And, it okay, was the hair there, salon. The hair salon and people, not you were talking about your book, but people right. begin to talk about your book and then they begin to promote your book and then they sold your book because there's some authors right. that are out there that are worried about that part of the process. They're worried about, well, if I write it, I don't have the money for this, and I don't have the money for that, right. and I don't know how to promote it, and I don't know how to do this, and I don't know how to right. do that. I want you to talk about how basically you did it, and then God did the rest. Like, right. And that's not a cliche type thing. And I'm not saying there's no background work that you didn't do, but I want people to understand that if you put your book out there, that there's going to be people to read it that may not be the people that said, if you write a book, I'll read it. Right. Absolutely. Um, That's so true. Actually, you inspired me first to write a book because I saw you write your book and I said, oh, I could do that. (laughs) To God be the glory. (laughs) glory. You inspired me. And, um, to, to write a book, and I, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to do it. I was frustrated uh, with the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, writing was easy for me um, mm-hmm. because it, mm-hmm. it was it was always it was there. It it, it mm-hmm. just was on the inside of me. So writing was the easy part. Um, as far as marketing. Um, is concerned. I really didn't market the book a lot. I mean, I, I put mm-hmm. it on uh, social media platforms um, and basically word of mouth. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's in giving my book out for free. I know people don't like that word free, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, I really believe in giving. So I believe that I you can't outgive God. So God has right. been so good to me. I have to give some things away so that mm-hmm. God will then in turn bless me. So I give the book away to some women who, you know, if God tell me to give a book, I give a book. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I almost lost my train of thought. Oh, Lord. So we in the at the hair salon. And the marketing for the book 
just came by word of mouth. It just came by my my stylist believing in what I was doing because she read the book and she was like, this is great. This is good. And when is the next book coming out? So those mm-hmm. same people who read the first book is waiting for my next book. So yes. I believe that's how God is going to build upon it. And it's just um, hitting the streets, you know, not being afraid to talk to people and not being afraid. I mean, I tell everybody about the book. I go to work. I say, mm-hmm. oh, I wrote a book. You want to read it? I leave it on the table. Mm-hmm. I leave it, you know, I, I put it places in the library or, you know, if I go to a check cashing place, I ask the guy, can I leave this book here? Because you never know who's going to pick it up and who's going to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always put a little note on the inside for whoever. I just believe that in God's timing, I'm really not focusing on promoting the book per se. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just focused on the assignment that's tied to the book because I believe God and is going to do what he needs to do. <laughs> perfect. This I love what you just said because to me it sounded like you were saying that the message was more important than the book to you. Right. Getting the message out there was more important. And I'm going to tell you this too, and, and I encourage those of you that are writing as well, you have to believe in the message. You have to believe yes. in the content and the context of your book and of what you are writing and what you are presenting. You have to believe in it because there is something powerful about speaking to somebody that believes in what they're selling you. Or And when I'm talking yes. about selling, I'm not even talking from a financial standpoint, but I'm talking about you, you want me to read your book, pitch your book to right. me. When you pitch it to right. me, I can automatically tell if you're pitching a book, an idea or anything to me, I can tell within 30 seconds if you believe in it. And it doesn't even always come from, well, they stuttered, so they don't believe in it. No, I want to hear your passion. I want to hear the pain in some of the stories you're telling me to let me know that you are definitely a believer of the message that you are giving. And because you're a believer of it, you're willing to go anywhere and say, hey, can I leave this book here? Absolutely. And that's what I encourage other authors to be. And I believe that uh, you have to be transparent um, in your writing, too. A lot of us want Mm -hmm. to tell half the story. Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't want everyone to know all of our business. But... um, I mean, in, in this book, I told it all. I, I really, mm-hmm. and and afterwards, I was like, oh my god, did I did you know should I have done that? Um, mm-hmm. Because you know, part of you is like, how is how are people going to receive me? Um, how are they going? Are they going to look at me different? Are they going to judge me? You know, but I really had this 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 faith and this assurance that God got me no matter what. And if, yeah, Mm. there may be somebody, they may judge me or somebody may not like what I wrote, but Mm -hmm. the other side of that, someone may get healed. Someone may get delivered. Someone Mm. may even go to counseling or therapy. Someone may even get on medication. You don't know what you will say that will trigger something else in somebody else. So I just, 
I'm just so excited because I know that I believe in the message because I lived it. I Mm -hmm. lived it. And I know Mm -hmm. the power of God that was on my life because I lived to see this day. And I know it was nothing but the grace of God on my life. So, you know, I, I believe people can hear your pain and hear your your passion and hear mm-hmm. whether or not you're you're being sincere and authentic. They don't want mm-hmm. cookie cutter, three steps to freedom and two steps to deliverance. Right. It's it's right. not that black and white. It, it, and you have mm-hmm. to put it in a way. You have to know your audience. You have to know who that's, you're speaking to. I know who my audience is. So I was I was speaking to that young girl. I was speaking to that single mom. I was speaking to that older woman who was molested and, and never told anyone. I was speaking to that person who was um, sexually molested and, and raped as a young woman. I was speaking to that young boy. I was speaking to those who are carrying the weight and nobody knows that they're carrying. Nobody knows they're in pain because they hid it from their family. They hid it from their church. They hid it from everybody around them and they're drowning because Mm. nobody said it was okay. It was okay to get help. It was okay to feel what they're feeling. It was okay to cry. You know, it was, it's okay to, to uh, get counseling. It's okay. So I think, my God, I think for me, the message is powerful and, and we have to be, we have to confirm some things in people and let people know that it's okay if you're not all the way there and you still need some help mm-hmm. because I know I was all the way crazy at one point you know and, <laughs> and <laughs> me too God and, I was <laughs> yes all Ooh, the way crazy and can visit and, there and, sometimes yes and still can if, if yes. I ain't in his word you know if, if he right. doesn't draw me Correct. back so it's a it's a process, but we have to let people know that it's okay, and and mm-hmm. they don't have to carry that pain for the rest of their life. You know, okay, if you're fifty for the next fifty years, you don't have to carry it. You really don't. And so when I begin to really deal with go through my own healing journey and my own healing process, and it's a continuation. I think we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, still have. on my healing journey because for right. me, even after I wrote the book, triggered some stuff that was some residue mm-hmm. that was still there. You know, those secret places, the, those places, the hidden part of me that I didn't let anybody know. So I opened myself up to allow God to come in and and say, you know what, God, I want to be not just healed. I want to be whole. Whole. I want to be whole. I want to be whole for real. Because when I get ready to lay my hands on someone, I want the power of God that I know that is on the inside of me to touch their life. So, But in order for that to happen, I need to be whole. I went through my healing, right. but now I need to be, 
I need to walk in the wholeness of God. So God is doing something in me that I don't even understand. And I'm just, I'm, part of me is, is, is nervous because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be in this space um, of uncertainty because I know it's not me doing it. I'm not manipulating nothing. Right. I'm not trying to figure it right. out. I'm, 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 I'm solely like, all right, God, what is this? What do you want me to do? So mm. I know I said a lot. And no, this is good. I'm just. This grateful. is what people I'm need grateful. to hear. This is what people need to I'm hear grateful. because people are at a space where there are some people who feel there's no way, no hope, no how. Hearing your right. story is going to help them realize there is hope, there is a way, there is a how, and because she's sitting here sharing her story, she's helping give you some principles, techniques, tools, strategies, and and uh, the actual hope to understand that there is greater for you. So my yes. encouragement to you, and I'm going to let her, she's going to pray in a minute. I'm going to let her pray for those who are out there that are in any process that she hit throughout this conversation. And she hit a lot. She hit a lot. She has hit a lot. And I'm going to release her to pray and let her do what she has to do. Um, I want to get some of these announcements out of the way, though, before we do that, so that once she prays, you know, that's going to be the end all of everything. Again, I thank you for joining us tonight, uh, Miss Keisha Brown. Thank you for what you're doing to make this world a better place. Thank you for being the transformed, transform or transforming transformer that you are. Um, we were definitely blessed by having you here. Um, next month, well, not even next month. This is the second of, of August. So August 23rd, I will be sitting down with my brother, my fellow constituent of the gospel, Prophet Delquan Johnson. He's a prophet, entrepreneur, and inventive. Uh, we're going to talk about, listen to what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, what I plan to talk about with him, the journey that he's had to overcome rejection and quote unquote church hurt. Y'all, that's a touchy subject. We're going to hit it mm, at the end of this month as well good. as the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the importance of exercising faith as it relates to the vision that God has given us. I also don't forget to connect with me on all social media platforms just by typing in my name, Clifton Pettyjohn. To learn more about me and the services that I provide, you can visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com, okay? Also, I want you guys to know, beginning the 23rd, I want to honor one person each month. I'm calling them Transforming Transformers. They're the ones that are changing the games. They are the mentors, the pastors, the teachers, whoever it is that has made an imprint in your life. If you have someone you want to nominate, you can email me at cpventilates at cliftonpettyjohn.com. In the subject line, put transforming, transformer, and then write about the person in the body of your email and let me know why they should be honored as a transforming transformer, a transforming transformer, all right? If, they, if they've been a blessing to your life, y'all, shout them out. We want to begin to get more people 
out there. There's a lot of people that are doing great things for the kingdom and just great things for the world, and nobody knows them yet, and we want to make sure that they are known. Listen, we got about four minutes or so left. Keisha, I'm going to put it in your hands. You want to pray for the people. You can pray for the people. You want to say something to them. You can say something to them. Also, get them the information that they can get where they can get your book and where they can contact you. All right? Go ahead. Yes. Um, You can reach me at my website, KeishaBrownEnterprise.com, or you can hit me up on Facebook, which is KMB Speak, the number two, Motivate You. Um, I want to pray real quick, pray out, and Father, we come before you right now, Lord God, to say thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to hear from you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for this broadcast. We thank you, Lord God, for Prophet Petty John and his obedience, Lord God, to hear from you, Lord God, and his the will to transform lives, Lord God. I thank you for him. I thank you for the word that is inside of him. I thank you for the wisdom and the teachings, Lord God. I thank you for everyone that was listening on this broadcast tonight, Lord God. Father God, I pray for those who are hurting right now, who are who were abused as a child, Lord God, who is carrying the burden of pain and suffering, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would give them the courage, Lord God, to seek you first and foremost, Lord God, but then seek professional help, Lord God. I pray for those who are wounded, Lord God, who who are carrying a heavy load, Lord God, and nobody knows but you. I pray for the suffering, Lord God. I pray that you come into their secret place, Lord God, that you tear down those walls, Lord God, that they have built up around their hearts, Lord God. Break every wall down, Lord God. Tear it down in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and release your anointing and your healing virtue upon their bodies right now. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And let the church say amen. Amen. Everyone have a blessed night. Yes, and Keisha, don't hang up once we go off the air because I want to talk to you about your play. So those of you that are listening live, we got so engulfed in the conversation, we didn't even get to talk about the play yet. (laughs) But it will not be live, but on the replay, uh, by going to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash trans, T-R-A-N-S, the number four, Mason Radio, you'll be able to hear our conversation after we go off the air. Again, Keisha, I thank you for joining us on tonight. I thank you for the conversation that we have. I thank those of you that have listened, that have been listening from day one, our day one uh, supporters, those who this is your first time listening. I pray, as I said, that you were blessed, and I pray that you will come back and visit us again Again, on the 23rd of August, we will have Prophet Delquan Johnson. He is from Virginia. I'm telling you, it's going to be another amazing broadcast. I'm grateful for those I've had on and those that are about to come on, y'all. Listen, Transformation Radio is about to get crazy, y'all. I'm telling you. And I'm not just trying to hype it up. It is about to get crazy. Why? Because we want you to experience the craziness of the purpose that is inside of you. That's the whole reason why we're doing this. We're not doing this just so we can get on here and talk. If we want to talk to each other, we can call each other 
or message <laughs> each other. No, we want Absolutely. we want you to understand that the day is coming for you to be on this side and us listening to you and being encouraged by your story. Yes. Because you know what? You have a story, regardless of what you may feel about yourself, what you may think about yourself, what others may have said about you, what others think about you. There is a purpose to your process, and you have a story that somebody out there is waiting mm. to hear. So be encouraged. Remember the lyrics of our intro song. Even when you're going through, there is still greatness inside of you. All right? Mm-hmm. As I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. vision. Be blessed. All right. Hello? Yes. I'm here. Okay. We're off the air, but I believe okay. it's still recording. Yes, yeah, still recording. So I just want okay. to real quick first, I enjoyed that conversation. I just want you to know God yeah, really used awesome. you on tonight. He really yes, used you on tonight. Did. And I'm, <laughs> man, I'm just, I'm excited about it. I'm excited because I know oh, that man. people are going to hear nervous. that conversation and their life is going to be blessed. But let's talk about your play real quick. Let's take about five to ten minutes just to talk about your play. Uh, For those who may not know, um, we've heard about the book, but she doesn't just write books, guys. Before she was writing books, she was writing plays, and she actually has a stage play coming up. And I want her just to take a couple of minutes to talk about the stage play that is coming up. Yes, the stage play is uh, named after the book, Um, and uh, the storyline is similar to the book. I pretty much took um, some of my pain and uh, childhood experiences that I grew up with and um, turned into a production, and um, I don't know if you want me to tell you the storyline of the play, but it deals with domestic violence. uh, there are two two young ladies in the play that are sisters, and uh, their niece, um, I mean their aunt, is pretty much looking after them and um, making sure that they don't kill each other because they they don't you know sibling rivalry they don't really like each other because um, mm-hmm. one of the sisters um, hate the other because you know. One is better, you know, PhD student and got it all together. And the other one is, you know, in an abusive relationship. Um, And they lost their mother to domestic violence. So I'm not going to tell you the end because you got to come see the play. Okay, yeah, don't tell us. Don't don't give us too much. Just give a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I can't give everything. But um, that's, that's what it basically is about. And we're rehearsing now. Um, and we're we're trying to get ready for the end of the year. We had a show date, but we had to push it back. Um, okay. Just a minor setback, and I'm just trusting right. and believing God is going to work that out. So I'm excited. Good things are ahead. 
Okay, now if they want information about the play, can they visit your website, or where exactly do they go to be updated about the play? You talked about, you know, there being a change in the date, all of that ticket information, yes. all that good stuff. Well, the tickets, um, we don't have the tickets on sale yet, but you can okay. go to my website, KeishaBrownEnterprise.com, and when we get mm-hmm. ready to sell the tickets, we will have um, a link on there for people to purchase their tickets. Um, or you can go to my Facebook page, and it would be under KMB Speak, Speak to Motivate okay. You on Facebook. Um you know, either or, whatever is convenient for them. Or you can inbox me on Facebook, and I'll mail you the ticket. We, you know, we could always work it out. So it'll be multiple uh-huh. ways for people to get access. So. Awesome, awesome. So uh, it's one more thing I want to talk about before we go. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not going to let you go without promoting the ministry. Let's talk about what is about to take place ministry-wise. Wow, ministry-wise, so much is happening. Um, I don't know if I want to share about my elevation yet. <laughs> well, you just—I maybe shocked. want you to share about the church. Share about the church too, okay. with with uh, with your uh, yes, spouse has I, coming up, with Emma has coming. Yes, all that. Let me Let's talk, talk about, about that, that. Good stuff. Yeah, yes. let me talk about that because that is phenomenal. My spouse is. I'm about to become a pastor. Um, the name yeah, of our church is Church can, of Holy can, Spirit. Uh, I'm what sorry, I'm going to cut you off. God, no. she cannot just only cook. She's a teacher. <laughs> she is a teacher, y'all. Yes, I'm telling she you. Is. Go ahead, keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yes. off, but she can cook too. Um, now, don't get it twisted. Oh, she yeah, can she cook, cook, but she's a teacher too. Yeah. Oh, yes. She's a teacher. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um. So the name of our church is Church of Holy Spirit Song, New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Emma is about to become a pastor, be the pastor. Right now we're under the leadership of Pastor Diana Jaworski. Awesome. Um, awesome. And we are doing the passing the torch. Um, pastor Diana is going to be um, passing the torch to Emma to take over. And, you know, while she retires and and spends time with her family. So we are excited. I mean, we have our work cut out for us, um, but we're excited. And that is taking place on August 18th, um, and that is at uh, 1400 Route 70 in Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, Leisure Park, we we will join together at Leisure Village in the chapel. So join us. I, I welcome everyone to come and celebrate with us. I'm excited about what God is doing in her life. Um, she's an mm-hmm. awesome pastor. She's a awesome yes. teacher. Humble. And she humble. is a student of the word, and she is humble. Yes. When I tell yes. you she's humble, she she's a rare breed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a rare breed um, And I don't say that because she's my spouse And she's my partner No, I say that because She lives what she preach Right She lives it So I am excited um, 
about what God is doing in her life, and I get to stand next to her and and you know watch God move and help her with the work. Awesome. Now, also for those who are not close in proximity, um, you guys, I see you go live as well on Facebook. Do you yes. want to give people uh, the church page as well so that they yes. can experience the teaching as well? From afar, we and go even live if they want to sow into the ministry. Yes, absolutely. Um, you can go on Facebook, the church page, Church of Holy Spirit Song, New Jersey. We do have our sister church um, in Florida. We're celebrating 20 years of ministry. They're going to be celebrating 20 years of ministry. Um, but, yeah, so you can go on Facebook, and we do go live on Sunday mornings around 9.30, um, and usually ends around 10.30. So, yeah, join us. Log on to the Facebook page and hear the message. Um, we do have postings, and we, we you can also submit prayer to us. I'm in charge of the prayer ministry, and um, we can pray for you. We can stand in agreement with you and just come and worship with us. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so we're going to bring this to a, a conclusion. Um, hopefully something okay. was said, as I said, guys, that you were blessed by. Please make sure that you reach out to Keisha. Also check out the ministry as well, guys. You will be blessed by it. Uh, again, join us next uh, – I keep saying next month. It's August. Join us <laughs> the 23rd of yes. August for our next show. Join us the 23rd, same time. Same place. Mm -hmm. Be encouraged. Okay. Be encouraged. God bless. So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment. And perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, this is why I offer consulting. Here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.